Hey, oh my gosh, it's like breakthrough day and life. Come on, we're leveling up. And as we level up and we move, important to still stay focused on the present moment, on the present process of anything that you're experiencing. And why is that important? Well, we find that a lot of anxiety lives in the future and a lot of depression lives in the past. And so when we're experiencing present moment, present thoughts, we kind of miss out on those things. We recognize and experience them a lot less. And knowing what those two emotions, and there's a magnitude of emotions, right? Allowing ourselves to presently feel those and not press forward past them helps us to find connection with ourselves and honor our very beings, which is the most important part of all of this presence work. Like we have to be present for life. It's really the only way to show up. So let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and, um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. welcome in. Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our greatness, like all of the greatness that's required just to even show up. Keep showing back up for this podcast, for any podcast, for yourself, for anything that you're reading, for any type of self-growth that it's taken for you to get to this point in your journey. Let's find greatness there it's there. Trust me. Okay. My great thing has been not pushing through and leaning on my ability to run fast and frequent and fluent and go, 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 go. Like 
I used to lean so heavily on my ability to work myself to death when required. And I had to multiple times this week pull myself back into the reality of the present moment. Usually when I'm working myself into these states where I'm just grinding and not allowing myself to breathe or even be in the present moment, I usually am focusing on what it will be instead of what it is and leaning heavy into future tense and not really showing up for the present tense. And this is, I think it's an Enneagram 7 thing, though I'm sure it has something to do with other strengths or weaknesses that I have. Um, But I find it to be in Enneagram 7 thing where the excitement of what will be, the excitement of having a lot of things in the air and running quickly to all of them is like my go-to, is my preferred state. Yeah. Think about that. Like, I love new possibilities. I love new possibilities. I love doing things on a whim. I love... I. I love anything that's like (laughs) new and different and adventurous and going to lead to a different result. Like, I love the unknown. It's so fun. It's so wild and crazy. And let's go do it. When I'm in a place that I feel safe to explore that. There's a whole nother side to that love. But regardless, when, when that is your default... When your default is excitement for new and unexplored and possibilities, you tend to want to be there versus where you are right now. And so my biggest challenge, as it always is when I'm in this state, definitely when I'm working through new thresholds and I'm coming up on a major change, my callback always has to be presence. Always. Because I kind of thrive there. I get this heightened sense of adrenaline and I'm able to just push through new different things more than some people. And this comes up (laughs) in a lot of different ways, but mostly this past week has just been about me calming myself calling myself back in and remembering to enjoy this moment too and not be running so fast into the next exciting moment that I miss this one right here and the beauty of everything that it is and the beauty of everything that it will be regardless, right? Regardless of a timeline or due date, like let it play out. If this is where you ended up, there's a reason. And listen to what my body's asking me for. If if I'm not coming up with the answer, sitting there in anger with myself that I'm not coming up with the answer, that, I, that I'm having a block, that I'm not able to get there, isn't going to help me get there. What do I probably need? A break? 
a, a mental break, a physical break, a stretch, a move? Like, what do I actually need? What is my body asking me for in those moments? Because I think we tend to go to these negative spaces where we beat ourselves up. It's a human thing, right? Where we're just like, oh, you stupid brain, stupid brain. You can't think right. This is, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. You have to perform. Hello, you have to perform. And imagine how inspiring that is to your mind, to your body, to your soul. It's just like, oh my gosh, you're being so amazing. I totally want to perform for you. Thank you for this like amazing mindset that's just pushing me to the next level. I couldn't do it without you, right? Your body and your mind can't perform there. They really can't. Nope. Mm -mm. And they don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to. And we get into these loopholes. And then we get even deeper and we dig ourselves into an even deeper imposter syndrome. And we just start throwing everything against ourselves, right? Because you can feel yourself start to spin. And you usually, I find that I pick up on my first go-to, which is always that I'm not smart enough, right? And then I like dig into the next three if that one's not serving me enough power. And usually I find when my mental, my mentality goes there, right? I'm sinking back into this world of impossibility and my mind can't create there. When I go there, it's like there's fog and the fog gets thicker and I can't drive through this fog. I got to just pull over, put on the hazards, pull it over, take a little break till it clears on up, whatever that looks like. Maybe that's a yoga pass. Maybe that's a little meditation. Maybe that's just like watching some TV, reading a book. I don't know. Right. But you got to find that escape and forcing yourself to sit through that, forcing yourself to find a way through it usually isn't helpful. Usually. I don't know your work habits. Do you? And then on the other side, when I work into these frenzy work modes where I nothing exists, nothing exists except for that, right? Which is like a really good thing to have. But I've noticed that when I lean into it, it's a really dangerous thing to have. I completely miss out on everything that's going on because of my ability to sink in like that. And when I'm like that, it's, it's the opposite of fog. It's like speed. You're, you're running so fast. You see nothing except for whatever you're working on. And it's almost like the whole world is just painted in colors. I couldn't read anything. I couldn't focus on anything. And that's amazing too, except for when I get into those modes, I'm creating things that maybe aren't even true because I'm just running so fast. And I'm moving into this world in this realm that sometimes other people can't really perceive or even begin to tap into. Like if I create from that space, it's almost too far 
into the future for anyone that's sitting right here right now to be able to receive. And so I have to find a balance there. And a lot of times that looks like, okay, we've been in this mode for too long. We're drowning out too much. And you're not pulling in the things that you need right in this moment. We need to break out. Yep. And even if that means that we're not going to produce this on time, or even if that means that we're not going to get there the way that we envisioned ourselves getting there, we would still rather have the better end product. And what did we learn from this? Well, we learned that we probably shouldn't wait this long, right? To do something this big. We should have been ahead of it. And now next time we know. We just missed out. And every time that we slip, we know that that's just preparing us for a better situation. And I'm not sitting here trying to over-perfect this new thing that I'm doing. I'm not going to be great at anything I'm starting, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay to fall. I'm okay to trip. I'm okay to mess up to get it wrong, to get it right, to get it just okay as I move through this. I'm not expecting perfection. In fact, I want anything but perfection at this point. That's the value of learning and opening yourself up to that feedback, to response or lack thereof. Like just open those doors, but more than anything for me is just like paying attention to present moment as much as possible. It's really hard. It's That's a really hard one for me. I think that's like one of the like kryptonites for Enneagram 7. So bear with me, everyone. Uh, but pay attention. Try to when you go in those modes, when you go into fog mode and you go into race mode. And yours may not look the same as mine, definitely. But... Uh, But I think we all have a tendency to bounce in and out of our own presence. And to me, presence is the most important. Um, And really for everyone. I don't know. Unpopular opinion. I know. Sitting in thoughts. Gross. Don't want to do it. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead and take time for yourself to recognize yourself for your greatness. Come on. Like I just patted myself on the back for taking breaks this weekend. You probably have something great to pat yourself on the back for. Just saying. Okay. Let's go ahead and dive all the way in on presence. We just tapped in on it a little bit, but we're going to go a little bit deeper. Present moment, present time, present thought. Why is that so important? Well, tends to protect ourselves from anxiety and depression. So one of the, one of my favorite quotes on the topic of presence is that depression comes from living in the past and anxiety comes from the future. And so anytime that we're experiencing either side of those things, 
right? And when I really think about my journey to this place right now, the past six months, that shadow work was so deep and heavy and it was so past bound. Now we couldn't have not gone back there and gotten to this place. We had to experience that, but that's why that period was so low and so heavy and so daunting and so sad. Like I felt like I was walking around with a cloud on all of the time. And that was because we were really deep into the exploration of self. And that required a lot of steps backwards to re-experience those things, to really walk ourselves in those shoes and feel the realness of everything that has been that led us right to here. And so (laughs) that exploration looked really depressing and sad and low and lonely. And think about it. We're walking through the past, willingly, knowingly, in order to transition into this new place. And when I think about all of the anxiety that I felt over this chapter over this life, but really over this past, when I've been on this podcast, the moments that I've experienced anxiety, I can think about it. I think about one very specific anxiety inducing experience was going to, we went on a trip, just me and my husband, and we went and we were in the outdoors and I had like multiple panic attacks. And I had to call myself back via meditation and thought in the present moment. I had to call those thoughts back and start over and mess up and get anxiety all over again and rebuild. And the only thing that saved me from not freaking out and like having to be hospitalized was my ability to sink into present thoughts, to call all of my thoughts back in. But when I think about that trip, really, I pose that trip as a planning and preparation for things to take off and explode and the ability to just go and be together and apart, together and apart, together in our couple self and apart from all of the other outside pressures of life and duty and all those things. And to be able to come together and really think through what life is going to look like from here on out, because it's going to change. There were so many things that were coming down the pipe in that exact moment that I felt like we just needed to escape to kind of gather our thoughts and gather where we wanted to go what we wanted to do to really get settled on all of those things. And I think about the anxiety that went with that trip. And it was probably a lot induced by what that trip was about, which was like so future thought from where we were right there, that there's no wonder that the anxiety was crippling. And the reason that we're talking about that today is so that we can all start to think through what is inducing 
these feelings. And as we experience them, as we are sitting in them, as we're sitting in depressive states, as we're sitting in anxious states, these emotions are good, right? Because they're they're telling us something. We don't want to get rid of sadness. <laughs> Trust me, I lived probably my entire life up until my 30s of like, sadness doesn't exist for me. It's not a real thing. I'm really happy and I'm a seven. Do you remember that? I'm a seven, which means I'm optimistic, which means I don't get sad. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. You got this. Come on. Just be happy. Like, just smile. Right? And sadness has to exist. You're not a whole person without those emotions. And those emotions really are there to help guide you. And I had sort of learned to operate without those, which made me operate at a lower frequency. Although I really in that moment thought that it was a higher frequency and gave me like superpowers because I couldn't feel anything at that point. Um, <laughs> superpowers that are actually a point on my resume. <laughs> believe it or not. And it just isn't, it just isn't everything that you think it is in that moment. And so sadness exists, anxiety exists and anxiety, right? Exists sometimes to be a warning. And by sometimes I mean all the time, right? Like my anxious thoughts were calling me back to, hey, sis, you got to be present, right? It's good to have these bigger, bolder dreams, but not being right where you are right now because of what you can see coming is not a good place to be in either, right? It's fine to plan, prepare, make emotion, right? Write things down, set that path. But in that moment, right, I was planning my run. I was starting to plan and think about how we were going to just shift as quickly as we possibly could into this next state. And so we needed to like gird our loins and have a break because we're about to enter run mode. We're about to go back there, right? And my seven self is like, yes, we're running again. Let's go. Let's go. Let's run. We haven't ran in a while. Let's do this. Yes. And then anxiety kicked in. And what's beautiful about that is that I had done enough self-work at that point to come back to self, to come back and reflect on that experience, to think through why that happened, how that happened, right? Where my mind was. And I don't know that I necessarily could have named it anxiety due to trying to be in a future state when presence was required. I don't think I could have acknowledged that thought yet. Now I can. That's a lot more practice and self-work on meditation and calming thoughts. And right, that was really the beginning 
of experiencing and applying meditation, that was the first time that I had no other choice than to experiment with it and to really sink into it. And from that moment on, I realized how powerful that work was. Also, how uh, scary it was because all of your presence is required with meditation, right? And that's a very scary thought for me, especially as a seven, just saying, okay, if you're not a seven, just disregard that. It may be scary for you as well, but that's like another level of scary. We're good at running, running, outrunning, really outrunning, bad thoughts, negative vibes, just run, 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 never feel them run as fast as you can. Don't do it. Don't feel it. Don't be sad. It's all bright yellow and happy over here. Don't mind me. Just did my happy vibes over here. No, come on. That's not going to last, right? We have to feel all of it. And so now this weekend, I know enough. I can feel myself getting into those kind of blur run modes. And I have to constantly call myself back from there. And that callback is getting shorter and shorter. I'm getting better at recognizing it and I'm getting better at honoring it. And I think the honor piece of presence is what's most important because it inevitably is just honoring ourselves and the honoring of self really is the most important side of that work because presence is about self. Knowing self well enough to know that you aren't being present. Knowing self well enough. I really struggle with present moments when there's silence involved or the potential for silence. And this doesn't happen with people that I'm comfortable with. (laughs) If I am uncomfortable with you, you should get prepared for me to never stop talking. Okay, now you know. (laughs) Now you know. And sometimes talking just flows. So that's not, but if I'm constantly the one, like if there's downtime and I'm like, uh, 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 right, that's me thinking into the future about the discomfort of the silence and what we will do. And it makes me super anxious. What will we do in the silence? And there are few people on this earth that I can sit silently. That's how I knew that my husband was the perfect person for me, right? Because the silence never has bothered me with him. I could just willingly sit in silence with him all day long. And that was the first and only relationship I ever experienced that that was possible. And that's how I knew, good folks, someone who creates presence in your, in just being with them. Um, when someone can just calm you and it's really funny because we're actually quite opposite. And because of how (laughs) I am 
dynamically opposite we are. I mean, in every sense of both words, like dynamically opposite. Because of how dynamically opposite we are, it's really surprising how calming he is for me. Like, it seems like because everything about our existence is completely different, it seems like that would make for a lot of anxiety or a lot of depression. And surprisingly, it creates the exact opposite effect for us, for me. I'm not sure it always does for him, (laughs) but I'm a lot to keep a hold of, so whatever. Right, but that present peace, that present moment, the intensity, the focus, the importance of it really is in honoring yourself. And that doesn't mean that you're sitting in silence anytime that you're present, right? You can be doing a lot of things. Is your mind in a different place than your body? Is your focus in a different place than your mind? Right? You could be reading a book and taking it in and you could still be focusing on something else. Today when I went when I got to the mat, gosh, I was just focusing on like 10 different things at once when I got to the mat for yoga. And I'm like, come on. Right? And then I start pulling myself back in and start focusing on the poses, start focusing on my breath. And there's something beautiful about the presence that breath brings, try to just focus on your breath when you meditate today, when you do yoga today, when you're just driving in your car. See if you can just center yourself on your breath and really allow yourself to let down the expectations of any given moment because the beauty that that gives you is the ability to just walk in your own truth. Walk in your own moment and the moment that you're owning right here, right now. What are you doing? Not what are you going to be doing? Not what is this work going to lead up to? Right? What is this going to make happen for me? Be right here. What are you doing right now? Where are you at right now? What do you want to do next? What's your body asking for? Is it asking for a break? Right? And do not write that off. Okay? It's the same as when we go into those mental shifts where we're going, oh, you're lazy. Oh, you're stuck. You're blocked. It's the same exact thing. When we go, oh my gosh, you're so really body, you need a break. Wow. Yeah, it must be so hard. I'm sure that you need a break. No, your body does need a break. If it's asking for a nap, see if you can just give it a nap. If it's asking to watch Netflix, some of y'all might have a little bit of catching up to do when it comes to breaks. Right? And so it might ask for a whole entire weekend long marathon. 
but see how your body feels after you give it what it's asking for. Is it asking for a break? See what a break could look like. Release the expectations of any given thing that has to happen because producing something that's short of what you're capable of just to get it done, just to check the box, is going to leave you disappointed either way. Either way. Whether you get it done on time or not, you're going to be disappointed with the end product. So what is the point? Right? And the next time that you're up against something similar, that you're working on something similar, you'll better understand how to produce an environment that creates production on the level and the timeline that you need. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.